4: Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
1: This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre.
5: What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Tuesday, June 7th. I don't know about you guys, but the NBA playoffs used to be a game every single night for like the last two months. And now when there's not a game, it's like, what are you doing? I'm trying to think about what our game plan was last night as a family. We've been watching obi One. I don't know if you guys are up on that on Disney. And of course, you know, the kids are goofing around, so we didn't have time to watch it. And I'm sitting here. I'm like, all right, let me prep for tomorrow's pod. Let's go through. And while I start working on it, I you know, I, I'm a kind of guy who still is, watching cable TV. I know a lot of you guys out there have discontinued cable. You're streaming only. But I like my options, so I go through the movie channels. And, of course, last night one of my all-time favorite movies is on, Vanilla Sky. And if you're in a Tom Cruise zone right now due to the great Top Gun Maverick, you absolutely got to watch Vanilla Sky. Now, I, I I don't want you Googling it. I don't want you to get your opinion checkered by other people on the outside, but I am telling you this. Vanilla Sky, for my money, is one of Tom Cruise's best movies ever. And I know he's done a lot of good stuff. Mission Impossible, um, obviously the Top Gun movies. Like it, Tom Cruise has a great catalog. Vanilla Sky, for my money. It's a remake of a Spanish film uh, done by Cameron Crowe. It's just incredible. And it could be. You know, You know how music, when you hear certain songs at a time in your life... They have an impactful moment and they stay with you, and you love those songs forever. I grew up like listening to eighties music on the radio, going to the mall with like my buddies in you know elementary and middle school. Right, your, your mom would take you, and they you'd put on fun songs. There was a bunch of eighties silly songs, and you loved them. And I still love that eighties music, no lie. Well, this movie Vanilla Sky happened at a time where I was living right outside New York City. My I don't know first or second job. Uh, working for a newspaper in sports, making absolute peanuts. I was living in a studio. I I think I've talked about it a little bit. It was just not a great existence. That being said, it was, you know, I was on my own. And so it wasn't bad, but like I was living in Jersey. I didn't know anybody other than the guys I worked with. And I had some family members who I would go see like on Sunday and play video games with their kids and stuff. uh, My mom's side of the family. And so I would like go to movies solo you know, I didn't want to miss movies if I didn't have anything cooking with a lady. And more often than not, that was not happening. Uh, but I'll get to the ladies in a sec. Um, I, I went to this movie, Vanilla Sky. Now, it the timing was awful on the release. It came out, like, a couple months after 9-11, and the movie takes place in New York City. So it's one of those where, like, it just it didn't crush when it hit the movie theaters because, you know, there's imagery of the Twin Towers. He's He left them in the movie. It's, like, an awesome movie, though. But – The movie's obviously about Tom Cruise, you know, this playboy and meets this girl, and he's got this other girl, he's wealthy. It's like an awesome life that he's got, right? Uh, It has, um, what's her name, Cameron Diaz in it, and then Penelope Cruz, and of course Penelope Cruz is a goddess at the time, and I was like, you know, a single guy trying to make things happen with girls and date chicks, and of course, at that time, that like upcoming, uh, The school year started, like I guess, in uh, September, obviously, the college school year, and I had met a girl who was going to NYU, and we went on a couple dates, and she was living downtown, and some of this movie takes place downtown, and I was like, oh, man, Tom Cruise, this, this is so cool, New York City, dating girls, and the movie's just awesome. It had such an impact. It was one of those where I saw it in the movie theater solo. I get home, went on the internet, and started like going down all these rabbit holes of like, wait, what is this movie about? Because it wasn't like... There was no social media back then. This came out, what, 2001? There was no... You could never just go quickly on IG or Twitter or Facebook or whatever and get reaction. It was one of those like, I just had to google and there was message boards i was trying to find out was it was it a dream was it a nightmare like you know what was it and it was it's just an awesome movie and i highly recommend vanilla sky um and i thought that'd start the podcast with a movie talk because you guys know i listen summer's coming up and i said it last week one of the things i did on the big lead was we would talk movies in the summer and i'm starting to get some ideas for movie guests uh just because i like movies i don't know about you guys i have every movie channel by design I showed my kid the social network, the movie about Facebook and, you know, my older son, he's 11 and he absolutely loved it. Now he had just seen this movie, the internship with Will Ferrell and Owen Wilson. I'm um, not Will Ferrell. Sorry, Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson. It's called, uh, the internship about working at Google because he's into computers and like, you know, Palo Alto and Stanford and all that stuff. And I showed him Social Network, and he was like, oh my gosh, Mark Zuckerberg, what a jerk. This guy's unbelievable. And he was way into the movie, so obviously I can't show him Vanilla Sky, but I'm taking suggestions on good – listen, we'll do some PG-13. I don't mind some R. Uh, Someone recommended Ferris Bueller's Day Off. We're going to do that here as the school year's winding down, but um, my daughter – Not as keen on uh, some of these movies, although we have secured early tickets to Jurassic Park thanks to a friend and his kid. They're taking us to Jurassic Park this week. Very excited about that. I love the Jurassic Park movies. I didn't even know this was the final one coming up, so, um, you know, movie talk right in my wheelhouse. I could talk movies all the time. Also, a couple cleaning items. I mentioned um, that I went to you know, this event over the weekend, this wine auction and a buddy, a faithful listener comes, I I told, I don't think I told you guys this yesterday, comes up to me, you know, in the middle of it. He's like, Hey, um, this girl that used to go to my boxing class. Um, she just, she, she just came up and said like, how do you know, Jason (laughs) McIntyre? And I'm like, huh? She's like, yeah, she said her husband wants to meet you. And my wife is of course there listening and just starts cracking up because, and I I've heard other people say this, like, And again, I'm not putting myself in the Joe Rogan stratosphere. But Joe Rogan, a lot of his fans are dudes, right? Guys like, oh, dude, you have a cool job. You talk about stuff that's, like, cool. And people, dudes, want to, like, talk to Joe Rogan when they see him. So at this wine auction thing, twice I had people come up. This guy was one of them. Like, oh, man, I see you on Cowherd. I know your podcast, too. This is incredible. And, you know, the wife always laughs because – it's just, it's always guys. And, I you know, as much as I would, <laughs> I would love for it to be the ladies, it, it doesn't really happen. You know, we're at a Dodgers game. And maybe someone will be like, hey, uh, Jason McIntyre. Yeah, I know you, dude. And it's just, it's really funny. Obviously, I I can't imagine what a guy like a, you know, a Bill Simmons or or one of these dudes must be like. They probably can't even go to events and and sit in anywhere except the exclusive areas because people are probably coming up to them. Although I don't really know what you say. And most of these people just come up and say, hey man, big fan. I've never heard anyone come up and say, you're so wrong about Curry. Your take on Lucas, terrible Jay. Now on the basketball court, some guys have said some stuff, but some of it's in jest. Um, that being said, let's get to Steph Curry, shall we? Because I'm seeing some weird, just strange, consistent disrespect towards Steph Curry. If I told you that Steph Curry was the leading scorer in the NBA Finals, you would say, yeah, okay, I believe that. If I told you the only player who's had two good games in the NBA Finals was Steph Curry, you'd say, oh, oh, okay, I didn't realize that. Steph now has, by the way, eight games of 30 or more points in these playoffs. The only other guys aged 34 or older to have eight or more 30-point games in the playoffs. A couple guys you may know, Michael Jordan and LeBron James. That's it. Curry had 34 in game one, 29 in game two. Curry, by the way, 12 of 26 on threes. Just 45% in the series. And the consistent theme is, ah, Curry, come on, man, he's done. What are his fourth quarter clutch moments? Like, that's all people say about Curry. Uh, Again, in the series, two games, only two games, shooting 45% from the field, 45% from three, a a low 80% from the line, 31, 5, and 4. Anyone else is doing these numbers. Those are, oh my gosh, this guy's incredible. But because it's Curry and people need to find someone to hate and bag on, it's Curry. And it's just still strange to hear people bagging on him. It's almost like they're waiting for him to not deliver, right? It's like for game one, 34-5-5. Well, now, what did he do in the fourth quarter? Where was he? Oh, he had a great game in the first quarter. And third quarter, he was pretty good and then didn't do much in the fourth. Well, what happened in game two in the fourth? Oh, he didn't even play. I don't think people realize how dominant this dynasty's been. I don't think they get it. Curry's team, bunch of homegrown guys, don't have a number one overall pick dominating, are obliterating teams more often than not. Again, Dallas, closeout game, they win by 10. Dallas, game three, they win by nine. Curry has 31 and 11. Game two against Dallas, they win by nine. Game one, they win by 25. Um, let's go to the Memphis series. Closeout game, they win by 14. Game three, uh, I'm sorry, game four, to go up 3-1 in Memphis. Curry has 32, 8, and 5. They win by 3. But he didn't hit a signature shot, Jay. He did not hit a signature shot. Where is it? Okay. Closeout game against Denver. He has 30 points and a 4-point win. Like, I I just, I, I literally don't know what he can do other than hit a buzzer beater to appease people. And I can, if the Warriors get through and they end up winning the championship, I will tell you right now, even if he wins the finals MVP. Well, where is his fourth quarter signature moment? Where, where is his clutch moment? And the sad fact is, are you ready for this? The Warriors have had exactly one. Well, no, wait, let's see. One The one possession games in these playoffs, right? One against Memphis, game one. Two against Memphis. By the way, they're 2-0 and oh in those games. Zero against Denver. A one-possession game, I'm counting as three. If you want to count it as four because of a four-point play, you can do that. But historically, they've been three points as a one-possession game. So they had two against Memphis. They're 2-0. They had zero against Dallas, and they have had zero against Boston. So in the playoffs so far, let's count them up. Five, six. It's 11-5. and is 16, 17. 18 games. Two one-possession games. That's it. I can't help it that Michael Jordan is stuck in all these close games against the Cleveland Cavaliers and uh, Craig Elo, and he needs to hit a buzzer shot. Yeah, was it an iconic shot? Of course. It's tremendous. Beats the Utah Jazz with a push-off on Byron Russell. Brian Russell. Sorry. Always butcher that. It's like we're penalizing Curry because his team is crushing people. Like, really? It's just one of the dumbest arguments
0: ever. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue.
4: Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
3: This is Jeff T from the Club 520 podcast. You'll know when you get it. It'll say eBay, authenticity, guarantee. You'll feel it because when it comes to your feet, eBay has your back. detail inspection so when you finally step into those grill kicks you'll realize the feeling is unlike any other and with ebay authenticity guarantee the feeling of real is always within reach ensure your next purchase is the real deal visit ebay.com for times
1: fox sports radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iheart radio app search fsr to listen live
5: I started a discussion on 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 Twitter on um, Monday and it was actually positive toward Jason Tatum but I took a dig at Jordan and people hated it I said if Jason Tatum wins the championship by the way Jason Tatum was negative 36. I don't I don't know how that's possible when you lose by 19 uh, Jason Tatum who you know one of my favorite players in the league I root for him I don't like any Boston teams any Boston anything he was minus 36 plus minus. Nobody else on his team was over minus 17, minus 36. I don't know how that happened. I guess he was all on the court for the third quarter uh, bludgeoning. If Tatum happens to win the title, I believe his path and the stars that he beat will be one of the greatest in the modern era, right? In the first round, they beat Kevin Durant, widely considered one of the best players. Now, probably a top 15 player all time. In the second round, they defeated two-time MVP Giannis. In the 3rd round, Tatum beat Butler. And I know, I know people are going to say, "Well, they didn't beat Giannis. Middleton wasn't there and Kyrie Irving stink and Ben Simmons wasn't there." Again, I'm just going through the star on the team. Jimmy Butler, a really, really good player. Now, it's tough to characterize Butler like where is he in the pantheon of greats because uh, how many guys have carried their their uh franchise to the finals? He's been to the finals. He was took the heat to the conference finals. Like, it, trust me, Charles Barkley did that once for being an alpha. Once to the NBA Finals. Now, I, he had a better career than Butler, obviously, but Butler's not that far down the list, at any rate. And if they beat Curry, that will be five MVP awards that Jason Tatum did, took down. Durant has one, Giannis has two, Curry has two. I, and I would say, Durant, Curry, and Giannis, you're really looking at, I mean, where do you quantify Giannis? That's a tough one, right? He has an M- two MVPs. He won a championship last year. He's on track statistically. I mean, he's still ascending at this point. He's probably going to be a top 15, 20 player all time. I think that Tatum run would be one of the great ones of all time. Now, of course, people want to say, well, Jason, what about Steph Curry in 2015? Okay, think about this. The all NBA team in 2015 had Steph Curry, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, James Harden, Mark Gasol. That was the first team All NBA. Curry knocked all of them off during his run to the finals. First round, they beat Anthony Davis, they swept him. Second round, he takes down Mark Gasol. Now I don't scoff. There was a dearth of centers. Gasol was tremendous. That Memphis team gave the Warriors some problems. Remember, they led two to one. Tony defense, uh, Tony Tony Allen, missed, first team all defense. The grindhouse is what they called it. They led two one. Of course, guess what Curry did in Game Four? Must win. Thirty three points. He was incredible. Go look it up on YouTube. So he takes down Mark Gasol in the second round. Takes down James Harden in the conference finals, and then beat LeBron in the champ in the finals. But yes, LeBron did not have Kevin Love because of the injury. I think it was Kelly Olynyk like twisted his arm out of socket or whatever uh, a round prior or two. And then Kyrie Irving got hurt in overtime in game one. But that was a great run. I I think Tatum's probably tops Curry's uh, in 2015. I think Jordan's best one, and this is where I took a dig at Jordan. Michael Jordan's best run was 1991. First round, they knock out Ewing, Patrick Ewing. Second round, take down Charles Barkley. Third round, finally get by Isaiah Thomas. And... In the finals, they beat Magic Johnson. Now, Magic was in his final season due to, of course, HIV. That Magic never played a full season again. He was, I don't want to say past his prime, but he had a lot of tread on those tires. And again, if you say, I think he was 30 or 31. Maybe 32. But think about that. Like Magic was starting to slow down a little bit. Like Curry is 34 and doing nasty things. Kevin Durant is doing awesome things with the Nets at 34. Players now are just, the, the longevity is incredible. Isaiah Thomas, when Jordan finally beat him, Isaiah Thomas's Pistons had been to the finals three years in a row. They were gassed. I mean, they didn't really cover that in the Michael Jordan basic PSA that was better known as, um, oh my gosh, I'm spacing on the name of it, whatever it was, uh, but Michael Jordan's documentary that popped during COVID I joked that it was a PSA because he had final say over everything. But that Pistons team was out of gas. There's no doubt about it, right? They had nothing left in the tank. They had gone to the finals three years in a row. That's tough. So that that was Jordan's best run. I'll say this. Still, I think the only one that goes toe-to-toe with Tatum is Dirk Nowitzki's 2011. In the first round, they beat the Blazers. Then they beat Kobe in the second round. And, you know, side note on this for the historians. How did Kobe— lose to Dirk that year. Well, Kobe and the Lakers had been in the finals three years in a row. They ran out of steam. It's tough to go to the finals four years in a row. The following round, Dirk beats the young KD-Russ-Harden trio in OKC. Now, this was like their first run. They were super young. The following year, they made the finals, okay? In the championship, Dirk, in what is still one of the bigger upsets, Dirk takes down LeBron and Wade and LeBron, the, the vanishing act that people still keep talking about, it's the only really negative mark on LeBron's career is what happened in those finals. But that run by Dirk, I mean, listen, you take down Kobe, KD, even though he was young, LeBron and Wade, that's a pretty damn good job. Now, what was interesting is Dirk had flamed out in the first round three or four years. So there was, like, no pressure on them. I At least not that I recall. 2011, um... 2011, we'd been married. Like, I think we were... I'm almost certain my friend was getting married like the week of the finals or maybe the week of the conference finals, and I wasn't as locked in a- a- as I should have been back then. But again, there was no podcast back then. You know, there 20. 20 Well, maybe, maybe there were podcasts. 2011? It's possible, because I had my first one right around there, um, and Steph Curry, of course, was my first guest. Anyways... um, It's it's just weird. That Dirk run was historic. But Tatum, of course, has to still pull this off. And the question is, can he? And I will say this. I know I said earlier this week that I really liked Boston in Game 3. And the more that you look out there, I don't see anyone taking the Warriors. And it kind of harkens back to my Game 1, where it was like every single person on planet Earth had the Warriors in that game. Boston Stunning historic comeback pulls it off. And I wonder, now we've got some more time before game four. Obviously, it's not till Wednesday night. I, I just wonder if the Warriors have adjusted so much. Remember, they're not doing as much zone defense. They went, I think, from however much they did in game one to one possession. Like Al Horford went from banging six threes in game one to not even attempting one in game two. They decided we're going to stay on the shooters. We're going to let Brown and Tatum eat. And guess what? Marcus Smart and everybody did nothing. Right? Horford one for four shooting after having like the game of his career. So now adjustments will be made. This is, you know, what happens in the playoffs. I, I do wonder though, what does Boston do offensively to adjust? I mean, obviously you want Tatum to come out and the 13 assists, get everyone else involved, get them hot as opposed to the turnovers. But like, I I think if Boston's going to do anything to win this game, it has to be shutting down Steph Curry, which sets up for what we talked about earlier. Is this going to be the game where it's like, oh, Curry goes five for 26 and the Warriors lose? Well, what about Steph Curry? He didn't show up. Like, it's just so strange, the hatred that people have for this guy, despite how great he's playing. I mean, if you really want to pick someone apart, go after Klay Thompson. Because if he doesn't deliver, and it's just the Steph Curry show, things could get ugly. Nobody can do it alone. You guys know that. And I don't know, maybe we see in, in what are they called? TD Bank, TD Garden. I don't even know what Boston's arenas called. NBA naming arenas just change every few years because of money. So I, I, I frankly don't follow them that closely. But, you know, if you were to look at what is Lebr- uh, LeBron's signature game, I mean, you can find many. Um, The chase down block of Andre Gudala in game seven. He's got numerous buzzer beaters. Uh, I think he put up 45 on the Celtics with the Heat in a must win game. He had, I think, 48 against the Pistons in basically the game where you, if you watched it, you were like, okay, that guy's incredible. He's going to be a massive superstar. And that was easy to start rooting for LeBron back then. And then you go to Curry and people, and this is where guys are like, well, what's his signature game? And don't tell me about when he had 54 against the Knicks at MSG and hit like 11 threes, which was a national TV game. I still remember it. And again, the counter to that is, well, you know, he's had some really good games, but he hasn't had like that 48-point NBA Finals game. And again, a lot of that has to do with they're blasting people, guys. What do you want him to do? Do you want Kerr to just leave him in? so they can just run up the score on people and Curry can get stacked stats. Again, we're talking about the first unanimous MVP in the history of the NBA. No one had ever been unanimous. And this you know gets to the, another root of Steph Curry. It's like, well, the media seems to love him. It's the social media types and, you know, the, the, the people who don't vote, who are just like, ah, this guy, they, they just you know, Charles Barkley just doesn't have an affinity for Steph Curry. I'm looking real quick at the twenty nineteen finals against the yeah, it was against the Raptors, where Clay gets hurt and um Durant gets hurt. Game three with I think it was just Curry, no Clay, no Durant. Curry had forty seven. Forty seven they lost. 47 points in a finals game. They lost. I don't know if you guys remember that series before, but KD missed the Portland series. They swept Portland in the conference finals. Curry's totals. Are you ready for this? 36-37, 36-37. Just went ham. Couldn't. Unstoppable. Now this, uh, then there was the series against Houston where they won in six. And if memory serves, um, after, I was that the, no, the Chris Paul one was before that. That's right. Um, this was the series that was I, – I, I'll never forget this. A movie was coming out that day. No, that wasn't the series. Damn, I'm, I'm misremembering. But Curry lit up Houston in that series. That was Chris Paul and James Harden. Um, yeah, Curry had 33 in the closeout game. Like, But again, it's not a buzzer beater. It's not a, a winning shot in the final two seconds. So it doesn't register the same. Oh, he had 33 and they won. It's just ho-hum. That's, the, that's really the Curry signature. That's him, ho-hum. Oh, the guy's making a million three-pointers. Oh, ho-hum. Like, to me, it's interesting and fascinating because I feel like, wow, that's incredible. Like, I don't know. Maybe I could go. No, I'm just kidding. I'm
0: kidding. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage,
3: eBay Authenticity Guarantee, meaning every inch, stitch, sole, logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. So when you finally step into those grill kicks, you'll realize the feeling is unlike any other. And with eBay Authenticity Guarantee, the feeling of real is always within reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for times.
1: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. All right, let's pivot
5: and wrap up with the Aaron Donald news. I don't think this should surprise anyone, but Aaron Donald basically demanded more money, wanted his contract reworked, had some pretty weak, thinly veiled, I might just retire. And what did the Rams do? Well, you won the Super Bowl. Aaron Donald, arguably the best non-quarterback in the league, right? I mean, you know, you could argue Cooper Cup is as good or better than Aaron Donald, but he had a great Super Bowl, and don't scoff at that. Cooper Cup is incredible, and you saw what Cooper Cup did in the playoffs. I mean, that guy was unstoppable, unguardable. I mean, he beat the Bucks single-handedly, unstoppable against the Bengals. Like, let's not sleep on Cooper Cup, but Aaron Donald, obviously the best defensive player in the league, and he basically argued to get more money and they gave him a forty million dollar raise over the next three years of his deal. He got everything he wanted. I mean, does anybody really think Aaron Donald was not gonna come back to the Rams? Seriously, guys? Did anybody think that was remotely in play? That Aaron Donald's just gonna walk away from football 31? Like I it's just it's silly. I think it's it's just on a time on a on a time where there's not a lot of NFL news, people tried to hype this up as something. Aaron Donald got more money. Period. End of story. Congratulations, AD. I'm happy you earned it. You're a really talented guy. Um, so basically, $65 million, but $65 million guaranteed in the first two years, and then he can either retire or return for $30 million guaranteed. Basically, Aaron Donald's getting all the money. The Rams kick the can down the road because they do this all the time, and they keep the best defensive player in football. I. I that's the update. It's June. There's your NFL story. No, I'm not going to talk about Deshaun Watson in the latest. Again, there's 24 lawsuits against him. They're all civil. I'll say this. If you look at Deshaun Watson, just look at him. He looks like he's aged a lot, man. No, I mean, listen, the guy is, what is he? 26 years old, 27, still in his prime, but he didn't play last year. He's been through a ton and... He looks like a guy – I mean, again, I don't know what it's like for him behind the scenes. He clearly screwed up a lot and made a lot of really poor decisions. He's got a lawyer who seemed to be doing a good job getting him out of it and then opened his mouth and said something about what's wrong with getting a happy ending. There's nothing illegal. like, bro, what are you doing? Like, give me – you know. uh, It's tough for me to say I feel bad for Deshaun Watson given – 24 women are suing him? It Just to remember, like, two years ago, right? Maybe three years ago. Deshaun Watson was ascending to be one of the, you know, probably top seven, eight quarterbacks in the league. He was awesome. Fun to watch, root for. And now it's just like, gosh, 24 lawsuits, dude? Can you, could you wear a Deshaun Watson jersey and, like, feel okay? I mean, this coming from a guy who, I think the second NBA jersey, the first one had to be Patrick Ewing, obviously. Actually, technically, the first was Magic, then Patrick Ewing. Um, After that, though, I got a Gilbert Arenas jersey. And that was when he was starting to percolate and become like a scoring machine. He was just trash talker, Agent Zero, hibachi, all that nonsense. I loved it. I ate it up. And I remember I was in a basketball league in New York City. It was one of the, you know, there's like 27 league, 27 levels. Like the top level is like real like college basketball players, former college. Youth. 27 is like ab, amateur hour, uh, whatever. So we were in like the 9 to 12 range. I think we did pretty well a couple seasons. And I was getting into it. And I would, like at work, I would leave work and I would change, I'm not kidding, into the Gilbert Arenas jersey. And I would get on the subway and wear it to the game. And then, you know, you change once you get to the game. Um, but it was just like, I like Gilbert Arenas a lot. And then once his thing happened, I was like, I can't wear this jersey. This guy's a freaking buffoon. And, and it's like, I know that sounds strange, or maybe not that strange. But, I mean, every every sports fan has their their limits, right? Like, if my kid asked for a Deshaun Watson jersey, I'd be like, I don't think so. And, I, again, I like Deshaun Watson as a player. I've rooted for him since he was at Clemson. But 24 civil lawsuits? I, I couldn't do it. I I, I mean, it's going to be tough to root for him. Now, I'm sure once the games get started, we'll all be different. Um, and you'll we'll forget if he has eight touchdown passes in, in the first two weeks or whatever. whenever he finally plays. But he's going to be a storyline. It's going to be – it could get ugly for him and, and Cleveland uh, early and often this season, home and away. Um, all right, that's enough for today. We have a big guest coming up tomorrow. We'll talk to you then.
0: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere.